0: Welcome, Cathedral family. Are you ready to praise the Lord together? The Bible says in Psalm 100 that we can enter His gates with thanksgiving and come into His courts with praise to be in His presence. Let's get our praise on, even if we don't feel like it. Command our spirits to praise the Lord for a breakthrough and God is gonna do amazing things this service. Are you ready? Let's go.
1: Thank you for being here today. I know you could have been doing a million other things, but you chose to be here with us today. And we are super grateful. If this is your first time or your second, we would love the opportunity to get to know you better. We have a newcomers form that you can fill out and you can access that by scanning the QR code, send us a text message or ask one of our greeters. Have you ever sat in service and just looked around? I personally think it's pretty amazing to be able to sit in service and worship with people from all around the world. At Cathedral of Faith, we have over 50 different countries in our congregation, and that, my friend, is something to celebrate. So mark your calendars for Sunday, October 24th. We have fun things planned within the service and then plan to be here on Sunday in between services starting at 10 a.m. We're going to have delicious food, live performances, and we hope that you will dress in your cultural attire. So make sure to be here. As a reminder, we are in the middle of our Master Class series. Pastor Ken is doing an incredible job on teaching us about our purpose. And every Monday morning, be sure to check cathedraloffaith.org for a devotional from one of our pastoral team members. And be sure to follow us on social media because we love to stay connected with you throughout the week. Well, that's it. I look forward to seeing you in your cultural attire next weekend.
0: I want to give you an opportunity to worship God with your tithe and with your offering. Last week, 450 deliveries went out from reaching out. They went out to take care of the needs of the poor. Those 450 boxes of food went to senior citizens. They went to two high schools, one junior high, and to those that are on minimum wage at the plant. And you ask, well, why are you telling us this? Well, this is the kind of church that Pastor Ken has, a church that cares about those that are less fortunate than ourselves, the poor. The verse of scripture that I want you to see and notice is that it says in Proverbs 19:17, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. This is not pity. This is meeting their needs. This is a helping hand. And God says that I will reward you, he will give His generosity to bless your generosity when you take care of the poor this is God's plan because he wants to bless you and I want you to become a part of this by joining with us to give to those less fortunate than ourselves you know that word reward that God will reward them that word means to repay or to restore and what if you need something that you've lost to be restored Well, God will give it back to you. Now, there may be people who say, why is it that all the church wants is your money? Say to them, I'm in a business partnership with the Lord. That partnership is called God and sons. When I give, God rewards. And we at Cathedral of Faith want you to be a part of that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for your anointing. Thanks for your blessing and your guidance. Thank you for giving us the grace to give to those less fortunate than ourselves. And thank you for teaching us about the mercy and love that your son has for his kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Hello, Cathedral family
2: and friends. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Today, I wanna start off with a praise report. Every once in a while, I'll give a challenge and it's connected to the sermon. And when we had the sermon on creation care, I I gave a challenge to take a trash bag and at some point during the week, you know, pick up some litter. Let's take care of our part of the garden. Well, I do try to practice what I preach. And so one day I grabbed a trash bag. I went around the neighborhood, went to a nearby park, and I I picked up trash. I thanked God for the garden that he had placed me in. And I wanted to help take care of that part of the garden. On my way home, I ran into a neighbor and he saw what I was doing. We got into a conversation. He saw I had a Raiders hat on because I always have a Raiders hat on. And he said that one of his best buddies had season tickets to the Raiders and that they were in the first row But he hadn't been able to use them all year. And he was just burning the tickets. If I wanted to go. He said just let him know. And that I could have first row tickets. For free. At the new stadium down in Vegas. That's what I call a praise report. Because the first row. That's where all the celebrities sit. So if it works out for me. I'm going to make my way into the stadium. Make my way over to the front row sit down right there, have my nachos in one hand, a hot dog in the other hand, a Diet Coke to balance it all out. And I'm going to watch the game from the stands. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the game. Now, the big idea for this weekend, if I'm going to live out my purpose in life, it involves making a move, getting out of the stands, and onto the field, moving from being a spectator to a participator, instead of watching things happen, I begin to make things happen, getting into the game. That's the big idea for today. In the Bible in First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, This is a part of our purpose. The Bible says, God's gifts of grace come in many forms. Each of you, each of you has received a gift in order to serve others. You should use it faithfully. This word to serve, sometimes it's translated to minister. The same word translates service and ministry. Have you ever thought about that? That you are a minister? What? Are you kidding me, Ken? You don't know me very well. The Bible says that if you're a follower of Jesus, that every member is a minister. In a real and profound sense, you are called to ministry. God has given you a ministry. Every member is a minister. In this sense, pastors are a little bit like player coaches that we are on the one hand out on the field and in the game ourselves. And then on the other hand, we are coaches who are helping our parishioners take their position in the game. Player coaches and as pastors and parishioners When we are all in the game, this is how we fulfill our purpose. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. There's that word again for works of ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. Every member is a minister. Can you see yourself today getting out of the stands and onto the field? It seems that this was God's heart from the very beginning. When God in the Old Testament delivered his people out of bondage, out of Egypt, and they were making their way toward the promised land, he had a purpose for them. And part of that purpose is captured in Exodus 19. He said, Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples. For the, all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. That in the heart of God was this idea that the entire nation would be priests. Men and women, young and old. They would all be involved in ministering and advancing the kingdom in the world. But what happened was the people turned away from God and turned toward a golden calf. And the only group that had stayed faithful to God was a group known as the tribe of Levi. And as a result, the tribe of Levi, they were the ones who were set apart to serve as priests. It stayed that way for a very long time. It did. Until Jesus showed up. And Jesus came to restore what had been lost. And the Bible says that if you are a follower of Jesus, guess what? You were a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. That you are priests. You are royal priests. That every one of us is a member, a a, a minister of the life of Jesus Christ. And together, out on the field, we are showing and declaring the goodness of God. That right there is a purpose worth living for. So let me ask you a question. Are you ready? Are you ready to get back in the game? It seems to me one of the side effects of the pandemic is that, well, it's been a crazy year and a half and the enemy tried to use the pandemic to knock us off the off our game and to get us back on the sidelines up in the stands because the enemy knows our spiritual enemy knows that when we're in the stands, we're of no danger to him. It's when we're out on the field in the game and God is working through us to advance his kingdom and all of us are involved in that. That's when we are a threat to the enemy. So the enemy tried to sideline us, but today is the day we're getting our focus back on our purpose. My purpose is not to be in the stands. My purpose is to get out of the stands and back in the game. So all I can say is watch out, devil, watch out. I heard about this football coach, a college football coach, and he was talking to his assistant who was going out to recruit. And he said, Here's what I want you to look for. He said, You know the guy who gets knocked down and stays down? I don't want that guy. He said, You know the guy who gets knocked down, gets back up, gets knocked down and stays down? I don't want that guy either. He said, You know the guy who gets knocked down, gets back up, gets knocked down, gets back up, gets knocked down, gets back up. The assistant said, Oh, that's the guy you want. And the coach said, No. I don't want that guy either. I want the guy who's knocking everybody down. (laughs) Watch out, devil. Here we come. We're out of the stands, back in the game, ready to knock you down with extreme prejudice. Hello. At work, at home, at school, at church, in the neighborhood, every member, a minister. That's a purpose worth living for. You see, friend, you are in better shape for the game than you think you are. You are in better shape for the game than you think you are. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that we are God's masterpiece. Let that get in your spirit. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. There was a book that was written many years ago called Acres of Diamonds. And in it is a a story, a true story about a farmer in Africa who was hearing reports of how so many of his uh, farmers around the nation were were finding diamonds on their property. And so the farmer decided to... To set out on a quest. He sold his own property. And he began to travel here and there. Looking for diamonds on other pieces of property. He never did find another piece of property that made him rich. And after he died. Wouldn't you know it. That the person who had purchased his property. He's walking along a stream one day on that property. He looks in the mud and there is a rock. He pulls the rock out and it is a diamond. And it led to one of the biggest diamond discoveries of the day. Isn't that some? That first guy, he had a boat load of diamonds in his backyard. And he didn't know it. All he had to do was look for it. Mind for it. And the same thing is true when it comes to your life and my life. We have so much to offer. It's right in our backyard. All we've got to do is dig just a little bit to uncover it. Look at what the Bible says about what you have to offer. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, a spiritual gift is given to each of us, each of us, so that we can help each other out. Every one of us, when we become a follower of Jesus, receives a spiritual gift. Now that idea may be brand new to you, and you may have no idea what your spiritual gift is. We offer a class both on-site and online here at Cathedral of Faith called Connecting at Cathedral. And one of the things that class does is help you uncover your spiritual gift. But even this week, you may catch a clue as to what that gift is next time a plate of food is spilled. Next time that happens, if you say, oh, don't worry about it, that could have happened to anybody, you may have the gift of mercy. (laughs) If you say, hey, that's what happens when you're not careful, you may have the gift of prophecy. If you say, hey, the reason that happened was that the plate was out of balance, you may have the gift of teaching. If you say, hey, you get the mop, you get the bucket, you may have the gift of ruling. If you say, I'm on my way to the store to buy some new dishes, you may have the gift of giving. As a follower of Jesus, God has placed a spiritual gift on the inside of you. And it's one of the things we have to offer. And next we have a heart that God gives to us. The Bible says this about our heart. It says, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. A responsive heart. Part of that responsive heart is when God gives us a piece of his heart. He gives us a burden to carry. He gives us a passion. So let me ask you a question. What do you have a heart for? Do you have a heart for working with kids? Do you have a heart for working with the elderly? Do you have a a heart for working with those who are out on the margins of our society? Do you have a heart for working with those who are cultural influencers in our society? See, God gives a a heart to each of us. It's a piece of his heart that he has for people. And as we pursue our passion, I love this little guy. He says, that moment when you find your passion... You have a heart to offer to your world. You have an ability that God has given to you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. There's that phrase, each of us again, and we can all do certain things well. That we have natural talents. We have learned skills that we have to offer. How might God want to use that to be a blessing to the world around us? Here at Cathedral of Faith, we have a ministry that's on its way back. It's our dental ministry. And this is a ministry. We have a dental office. We have dentists. And we have dental assistants. They they donate their time and their skills and their talent. And they help people who are Uh, trying to make a comeback. They helped them to have a second chance to regain their smile. And it's been such a blessing to see how that has worked out over these years. How, well, just person after person, time after time, before the pandemic, we were serving 300 clients a year with over $100,000 worth of dental work. Way to go, Cathedral of Faith. What do you have that God has invested in you? See, there's so much, so much that you have to offer. In Psalm 139, it says this. It says, you created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's body. One of the ways God puts us together has to do with our personality. Have you ever thought about this, that God blessed me with a personality? I saw this one picture of an introvert, an extrovert, and you can see it says, when an introvert meets an extrovert, <laughs> oh, I heard someone once say, you know how you can tell whether an engineer is an introvert or an extrovert? If the engineer is an extrovert, when he talks to you, he will look at your shoes If an introvert is is an introvert, when he talks to you, he'll look at his shoes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have lots of friends who engineers. Please forgive me for that one. Whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, a thinker type, you lead with your head, or a feeler type, you lead with your heart. Whether you're spontaneous, you fly more by the seat of your pants, or whether you're structured... Uh, you have all your pants folded and sorted. See, God wired you the way he wired you. He gave you the personality he gave to you. Because he wants to work through it. To make a, an impact on the world around you. Finally, there's the experiences we have. S-H-A-P-E. Our shape involves our experiences. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we read this, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that, so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. See, God can use all of our experiences. You have experiences I don't have. And God can use those things, the good experiences and the really difficult ones. When you bring them to God, nothing gets wasted. There's a a man in our church. He's part of the cathedral family. And he was on vacation with his family several years ago celebrating the high school graduation of his son. And on that vacation, his son ate something, had a horrible allergic reaction to it, and he tragically died while they're on vacation. It was so devastating. Well, life can be so difficult at times. And yet instead of turning away from God, with his pain, he turned toward God with his pain. And eventually Brian became an advocate. He really was a minister. It was disguised as an advocate. He became an advocate fighting against food allergies. And he's done so much to advance the cause. He organized a walk that raised over a hundred million or a hundred thousand dollars. He worked on legislation with Congress to help so that that, uh, EpiPens would be carried in restaurants and schools. He's shared his story everywhere from school assemblies to uh, national television, but he took his pain. He brought it to God and God has helped to redeem it and is using the pain to minister to others. See, you have so much to offer. Your shape. God shaped you the way that he shaped you so that you could fulfill the purpose that he had for you. And in addition to all this, he takes the Holy Spirit and puts the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that you can do what he's called you to do. Talk about a purpose that's worth living for. That brings us to this last question of, Ken, how do I get started? I'm, I'm catching the idea that I'm supposed to get out of the stands and back in the game. What's the starting point for that? What's the first step to take? Well, maybe the first step is with this sign right up here, changing your sign. Perhaps you have a sign that says, do not disturb, do not disturb. And if you have a do not disturb sign on your life, you know that you're up in the stands and you've got your celebrity friends and you got a blanket over you and a cushion under you and well, there's good food that you're eating. You've got a great seat to watch the game from. Why in the world do I want to get out of the stands and onto the field? I'm comfortable. Do not disturb me. Well, the way to get started is just to change that sign. Take that do not disturb sign away and replace it with this. Disturb me. In fact, that's the challenge for you this week. I challenge you every day before you get out of bed in the morning, say this simple but dangerous prayer. God, disturb me. My time, my talent, my resources today, they don't belong to me. Ultimately, they belong to you. So God, disturb me. And watch out. When you pray that kind of prayer... You're on your way, out of the stands, back into the game, living out your purpose. Get ready for a miracle moment. Sometimes those miracles start out as interruptions. Interruptions. Have you ever been interrupted?
3: YouTube Kids Do It and the BBC are also now embracing this. Why, and I apologize for my cat's tail, why, uh, why are you not doing this by default? Rocco, could you tell them?
2: (laughs) Have you ever been interrupted? Uh, A while back I was interrupted. I was out on the golf course at the driving range working on my game. If you've seen my game, you know it needs a lot of work. And while I was practicing, I got interrupted. A guy interrupted my practice. Can you believe that? But I was so glad he did. Because that interruption turned into an opportunity. He knew I was a pastor. And so he told me about his son. His son had a tumor. He's a young guy. But he's battling cancer. And he asked me if I would keep his son in prayer. And I said, why wait? And so I I threw my arms around him and we began to pray right there on the golf course. That driving range turned into a church altar. And this is the kind of thing that can happen. When you pray that simple prayer, God, disturb me. Look at how many miracles in the life of Jesus started as interruptions. I mean, when Jesus turned the water into wine, it started as an interruption. Jesus, they've run out of wine. And then it turned into a miracle moment. When Jesus calmed the raging sea, it started as an interruption. Jesus, wake up, wake up. We're all going to drown. It turned in to a miracle moment. When Jesus healed the blind man, it started as an interruption. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then it turned in to a miracle moment. And when you pray, disturb me, disturb me, get ready. Get ready for those miracle moments to begin to show up in your life. Sometimes it happens through an interruption. Other uh, other times it happens as I'm intentionally creating space in my life to serve. When I take some of my time and some of my talent, and every week or every month, I set it aside in order for me to serve and make a difference for the kingdom of God in our world. You are know, at the Cathedral of Faith, we have lots of spaces where you could give that a try, both on-site and online. Check out our Connect Grow uh, Serve brochure. And you can find out how to become a part of that. And whether it's a ministry here at the church or a serving opportunity in your community, I would encourage you, you know, take it for a test drive. Before you sign a lease for 45 years, take it out for a drive for 45 minutes. And then ask yourself questions like this. Questions like, did the work feel meaningful? Was the work consistent with who you are? Were you energized by the work you did? Did you enjoy the people you worked with? Did this seem like a good fit for you? When you get out of the stands, back on the field, engaging your purpose, friend, everybody wins. You win. Your local church wins, the world wins and God gets the glory. One of my favorite passages is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It reads, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. Every day I have a chance to use my shape, to show who God is, Through the power of his spirit. That is a purpose worth living for. I heard recently that the chaplain for the Buffalo Bills, they're a football team, that they talked about how this year they're gonna lead the league. Now, what I expected them to say, they're gonna lead the league in touchdowns or they're gonna lead the league in takeaways. But instead, he said that their goal as a team this year is to lead the league in love. And I thought to myself, that's a good goal. What if cathedral family and friends, what if we made that our goal to lead the league in love, getting back out onto the field and into the game. That is a purpose worth living for. Here's our team coming to share with you a a wonderful song. I love this song, Holy Water.
4: Knees again god i'm begging please again i need you oh i need you walking down this desert road water for my thirsty soul i need you oh i need you your forgiveness hey it's like sweet Like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. Hey! Yeah, 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 yeah.
5: Dead men walking a slave to sin. I wanna know about being. And again, I need You, yes, Lord. Oh God, I
6: need You. So take me to the riverside, take me under, baptize. I need
4: You. Oh God, I need You. Come on, Your forgiveness. It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my
6: ears It's like holy water on my skin
5: I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day it's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change
6: I don't want to abuse your grace God I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I
4: don't want to abuse your grace God I need it every day It's the only thing that ever Change, I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change your forgiveness. Hey, it's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips, it's like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water, your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony in my ears. It's like holy. Water, yeah, 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 yeah,
6: yeah. The holy water.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm joined now with one of the people you saw singing that song. Uh, she's been a part of our cathedral team, um, Megan. Thank you. It's so good to be with you today.
5: Oh, thank you, Pastor Ken, for having me here. To speak like this with no mic in my hands is very terrifying, but I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Megan, now before you joined our staff, uh, you were, you volunteered. And and so tell us how you kind of, you know, uh, how you started serving here at Cathedral of Faith.
5: So I actually got invited to a choir seminar way back in 2013. And I was coming to Cathedral, like, up on the balcony, actually, I sat on the balcony all the time. And I would see Pastor um, Vaughn, Pastor Irene, Pastor Sed, leading worship. And I just thought, wow, I could never be up there with them. Like, that is just too much. I come from a very small church. But when I did see them at the choir event, I did not introduce myself. I was too shy. I was too scared. It was just too much. Now, that, that's <laughs> hard
2: for us to believe that when we see you, you know, it just, we assume that, wow, she doesn't have any fear. But. <laughs>
5: very fearful all the time. As Pastor Ken told me, um, you do it, but you do it with a fear. And I feel like I live my life like that all the time. I'm always scared. I'm always on the edge of like, I'm always conscious. Like, am I doing this right? Is everything okay? But I just know that God is leading me in every step and every journey that I'm in. So why not? So why not do it?
2: Feel the fear and do it anyway. There we go. So uh, you kind of hit it off with uh, Seti on the Mm -hmm. team and tell us how it was uh, getting plugged in you know was it i mean was it easy for you to be up here on stage as part of the worship team
5: actually no one time i was talking to um, some of the pastors here and i shared a story that every time out i'm out on the stage i always think who am i who am i to be on the stage with such amazing leaders pastor vaughn amazing worship leader irene said who am i to be on here but I had to come to the realization that God has made me uniquely me for a reason and that if he put me in this position to lead, to serve, to worship, then this is the moment that I'm supposed to be in, to touch someone in the audience. Mm -hmm. I always pray before I even sing or speak that if I just touch one person and it means something to them, then it meant all the world to me. It was worth it. Wow.
6: Yeah.
2: You know, that's a a question that Moses asked. (laughs) Who am I to go and do what God was calling him to do? So you're in good company asking that question. Yeah. Uh, Now, how is it, you know, being involved week Mm -hmm. after week, how is it, how has it helped you to grow?
5: It helped me to grow a lot, actually, because um, I always have this fear of imposter syndrome that I am not meant to speak to certain people or even to pray over people. I get very nervous with my words or if I'm speaking the right words to them, to touch them. But it showed me that just serving, just being there and putting my time and leading in a way that shows that I'm taking the steps to get out of the stadium, mm. you know, to get out of the chairs and just doing it is enough for God. Mm. That's enough. Just being present yeah. is more than enough than saying certain words for people yeah. or singing a certain note.
2: Yeah. No, that's, that's great. It's how you, again, how God can ride in on a step of faith mm-hmm. and even the simplest things. Mm-hmm. You know, just being present is such a powerful thing that God can work through. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how, how uh, as you've ministered, have you seen any other kinds of benefits by, by serving?
5: Oh, my family. Um, I thank God that my family and I are like one unit, but it also helped me just support my family members in a way I never thought I could. Mm. Praying for my dad or praying for my mom, praying for my grandma, I I, I never thought that that would be me in the family or that I would be like, come on parents, let's go to church. Are you going to church this weekend? I didn't think that I would be that kind of example in my family and just to see us all come together and come to church on Sundays as a normal thing or um, coming to Easter and all participating, like that is a beautiful thing for me and my family and it really strengthened us as a unit Under God.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: So your involvement became a catalyst for your entire family to Mm -hmm. kind of be energized by that. Mm -hmm. Whenever you make a decision, it's never just about you. It's about those around you.
5: God works. Amen. Always (laughs) works.
2: Well, uh, again, Megan, uh, it's such a delight to have you on staff Mm -hmm. and as a part of the Cathedral family and team. And and for Megan and I, we just want to, uh, again, encourage you to say that prayer every morning disturb me. And let's see what God will do. You know, if you have a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget right after uh, this service um, is the wrap. It's a way to take the message deeper and further. And Megan, you'll be on the
5: wrap. I will.
2: There we go. And so Megan and I, we want to speak God's blessing over you as you go today. We love our online cathedral community. We love you. We pray for you. And we want to speak a blessing over you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And we speak this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: Amen. Hello, Cathedral hello. Faith. Hello. Come on in, come on in. <laughs> we got some wonderful friends here, Pastor Shelley, Stephanie, and Isaiah. We're yes, here. Hello. We're at the wrap on the stands. But as Pastor Ken preached, if you tuned into his master series, a uh, purpose, what we're supposed to live for, how we're supposed to live, we're going to get off the stands and we're going to get into the playing field, correct? That's yes. right. That's, That's cool. right. So yes. um, let's start it off.
7: Pastor Shelley. What was your point? So Pastor Ken always does such an amazing job. And one of the things that really stood out to me was when he said that every member is a minister, something we hear around here all the time. And so it just really reminded me that even as pastors, that we are supposed to empower Everyone to know that they can be a minister and they can step up and minister and serve Mm -hmm. where they are, you know, because we're all called to be ministers Mm -hmm. of reconciliation. So that really stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And I just feel like it's very scary to say that, oh, I'm a minister or to be a leader, but for Pastor Ken to equip us to know that the pastors here at Cathedral Faith, they could help lead us. They're here by our side so that we can also guide. They can guide yes. us so that we can lead as well. Right, Isaiah? Amen. Yes. That's true right
3: there. It's amazing that um, over this past few sermons, he's been t- telling us and giving us examples about diamonds. And how, even in this one right now, how we go to our backyard and dig up those diamonds. I'm ready to mine myself some diamonds as well. <laughs> but... I want to, for me, every single time he brings up diamonds, I want to think to myself, I want to be a diamond too, not only just to show that I have Mm. value for myself or anything. I want to be a diamond to be a blessing to others, to show others, here, I'm there for you. Turn around. I'm here for you. I can help you and serve unto you and be a blessing to you as well, because many of us can't really... Like how you guys, how the church has servants and how we have people ministering to us. Mm -hmm. I see those people as diamonds as well. How they're a beacon to us and how they can help us and guide us for whatever we need.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
7: That's beautiful. Awesome.
5: Um, I also like how with the diamonds and how you said mining, it just gives me the idea that look around you, like who is in your team, who is in your camp, who, who, who friends, what friends do you surround yourself with? Because they're your diamonds. Mm -hmm. If you don't see them as that, like, just look around. You have a lot of people that you can reach out to that you can support yourself with, surround yourself with, and just grow God's kingdom together.
7: Yeah, Yeah. totally. Totally.
1: Totally. So what stood out to me was uh, two scriptures Where when he said, we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. And then when he said, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. And then Pastor Ken went on to say that God wired me the way he wired me. He shaped me the way he shaped me so that I have everything I need to fulfill my purpose. Mm. And that just like totally like just stood out to me. And so like this week, you know, I'm going to Put on my disturb me sign, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little prayer and say, you know, when he talked about the person who gets knocked down, and gets back up, get knocked down, gets back up. How can I be the person that gets the one knocking down, knocking yes. down the devil? Yes. You know, so you know, step out of my comfort zone and. Uh, be the one that's knocking the devil out. Exactly. (laughs) Right?
7: We will be disturbing
5: you. (laughs) (laughs)
6: That's awesome.
5: Another point that really stood out to me with Pastor Ken is just like the connect, grow, serve. I feel like a lot of people, especially for me, um, it's so intimidating to just put yourself yeah. out there, especially at a at a big church where there's so many people. It's very intimidating for me to, to put myself out there. But um, Pastor Ken just instills in us that when you have an open mind and an open heart to serve yeah. and when you know why you're serving, it just opens so many doors, so many opportunities for God's love to grow in you, to cultivate and to spread. Mm. Planting seeds in us and spreading his kingdom and growing his garden. Right. It just all comes together in a beautiful way. Yes.
7: And I love how he said, lead with love. Mm -hmm. Yes. That stood out to me. Lead with love. Because sometimes people lead with so many other things except love. But Mm -hmm. when you lead with love, that encourages other people Mm -hmm. as well to come right alongside and serve. Wow. That's awesome.
5: Do you have a scripture for today, Pastor? I do
7: have a scripture for today. So, our scripture today comes from Ephesians 2, verses 10. And it says, For we are God's masterpiece, just like Stephanie talked about. Mm -hmm. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things He planned for us long, long ago. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen.
5: So, Cathedral Faith. (laughs) please stay tuned in and locked into Pastor Ken's master classes because your purpose for your life is so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Mm. God has made you uniquely you for a reason. Don't be discouraged by seeing what everyone else is doing, how they're doing it, just block it all out because you are you and God has made you that way. So continue to bless your family members, your friends, and, and log into the chat and reach out to our friend members here at Cathedral of Faith because we are better together, we are stronger together, and... This week, we're going to take the challenge to get off the bleachers, yes. get on the stands, and yes. get into the game. Ooh. So as we say, here at Cathedral and here at... It's a it's wrap!
6: A wrap!